Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack a Chat. This is our Southeast Division preview. I'm Chuck P. With me, as always, is my favorite screenwriter, Aaron Sork. Dan. Dan, what are we going to do today? We are here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the anchor of our AV, Gyro. It's nice to be here. We're glad you showed up. We're glad to be here for our Southeast Division preview. With each divisional preview, we do three things for all five teams. The first thing we do is find the player that we are most compelled to watch. we got to keep our eye on this year. Number two is find our most interesting lineup that we can for each of these rosters. And number three is to tell you what's going to happen. The M. Night Shyamalan scenario. In every M. Night Shyamalan movie, there is some twist, some pull, whether it be good or bad. But we're just going to tell you the twist anyway. We're going to tell you how all these things end for each one of these NBA teams in this season. Dan, this is a, a theme that we had ready to go for – this is your idea. This is, this is all your planning, and so I, I'm excited for it. You're going to be too. heading this one up. What is the theme that we have for our division here? So the theme we're going to have here is Aaron Sorkin lines. You ready, Chuck? Let's go. And here we go. Now to make sure we're keeping on track, Dover has already a five second or five, excuse me, five minute no, five buzzer. Seconds, five oh seconds. no, five seconds. We're going to be in a lot of trouble. A five minute. Dwight buzzer. Howard's not great. <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, you're going to hear this. If we're going too long, that means we got to get going. We got to get heading and gyro is going to be on top of that. We're going to start out with the Atlanta Hawks. Dan, what is the Aaron Sorkin line for the Atlanta Hawks? So Aaron Sorkin, big fan of his writing. You know, Aaron Sorkin really likes himself a lot. You know, invented the walk and talk. That are, did a lot of really cool movies, TV shows, lots of cool things. So mm-hmm. for the Atlanta Hawks, I was, you know, thinking about how we could take a line from one of his things and incorporate that into the Southeast. And, you know, there's a certain player on the Atlanta Hawks that this kind of works its way into. So if you're a fan of the newsroom, spoiler alert, the very beginning of the television show starts with a college setting and a panel talking to, you know, you have some different media members talking to a group of students. And one of the students asks the question, what makes America the greatest country in the world? And, you know, all the panels say something along the lines of economics and capitalism and freedom and all those sorts of things. And it gets to Jeff, uh, Jeff Daniels character and he's sitting there and he's like, America is not the greatest country in the world, but it used to be. Mm-hmm. Whoa, mind blow, enter the newsroom theme music. Um, so, Chuck P., you and I kind of discussed this, and there may be a certain new face on the NLL Hawks that isn't the best player in the world, but he for. may have used to been. Yeah, Dwight Howard, I mean, he was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. This is yeah. a guy who was a perennial talent, was on every All-Star ballot, and now people are seeing the uh, the poison, the locker room poison. He went from right. the Lakers to a couple of years with the Rockets, and, and they kind of fell apart, and they lost their head coach. And, and now he's with the Atlanta Hawks. And it, look, Dwight, you used to be one of the greatest players. Yeah. You're not anymore. But look, he's got the talent. And we'll see this year if the Atlanta Hawks and Coach Bud can pull him out of that. Who's the player you're keeping your eye on? Is it Dwight? It's actually Dwight. Yeah, That's what I was thinking. Uh, he's been in some weird situations. So he he's you know ever since this major back injury, he's never really been the same player, and he's kind of bounced around and been to some different places. And he's finally home. He's home back mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Uh, he made the big thing about being back in Atlanta, being home. 
And I just think it's going to be a weird situation that, that he's going to be entering into. He's not the kind of player that Budenholzer really likes. Um, you know, he likes the guys who really step out and shoot it, spread the floor really heady, right. or Dwight would get upset about touches in the post. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, that's really not going to be the free-flowing system that Budenholzer likes to really coach right. in, uh, in Atlanta. So I'm keeping my eye on Dwight, and it's off-the-court stuff as well because almost every place he's been, you know, he hasn't, hasn't got along with the coach, you know, has caused problems in locker rooms. I don't want to say he's a bad guy because I don't know him, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of going off what I've seen. I don't know that I'd want him as a teammate. I don't know that I'd want him in my locker room if I was the one kind of running the show. So I'll just keep my eye on that. I hope to see Dwight, you know, kind of be a little more mature and be more of the leader in the locker room that he claims to be, but I'm mm-hmm. going to keep my eye on him this year. Chuck, who are you keeping your eye on? My guy's Paul Millsap, and this is a guy who is a now a three-time All-Star and still is not getting the recognition that he deserves. He's one of maybe the top 20, could be top 15 players in the NBA right now. Defensively, he's awesome. He's absolutely crazy. And he actually has a lot of different moves offensively. Uh, He's a little undersized, that might be part of it, but I really wanted to bring him up just to be like, hey, people, this guy's legit. This guy's not just sneaking into all-star games. He's there, and he's the reason that the Atlanta Hawks have been so good, him and Al Horford as well. And so that's why I wanted to talk about Paul Millsap. I love the guy, and I just want to see him get some more recognition. And I'm putting him in what's my lineup is the starting lineup I think it's going to be for the Atlanta Hawks. I got Schroeder at number one, Cephalosha at two. We're going to move Kyle Korver over to three. Just because I think putting him in between uh, Cephalosha and Millsap will help on the defensive end. We're going to have Dwight Howard see if he can uh, return to his former self. Dan, who are you looking at? Well, the thing that's weird is putting together a lineup right now that doesn't involve Jeff Teague and Al Horford. So the two biggest losses Mm -hmm. uh, to the team, it kind of goes back to the Aaron Sorkin line. Like, you know, it. Well, used to be great. This right. team used to be they great. They won 60, 60 games. Exactly. So they ago. used to be great, and there's you know this drop-off from, from what they have on the roster. Right now they still have some pieces. They still have a really great coach. Uh, they bring in Dwight. So the, my lineup's going to be you know Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder? 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 Dennis Schroeder as my point guard. Uh, they just paid Kent Bazemore this offseason. He's no going kidding. to be my, uh, my shooting guard. I have Kyle Korver as my small forward as well. You know, six eight, six nine. Can step out and shoot the three, spread the floor. I have Paul Millsap as my four man, and then Dwight as my five. I think this is a lineup we'll see on the floor for these guys a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, three guys that can really space the floor. Some high ball screen and roll with Dwight and Schroeder. Woo! Let's get moving. Let's keep moving. So uh, yeah, that's my starting lineup. What uh, do you think? How are you feeling about the uh, end of the year? Uh, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Um, I think that especially since Schroeder's going to be thrust into the the number one spot and uh, their backup point guard, Jared Jack, is no longer on their team. Uh, They waived him. And so now their backup is Malcolm Delaney. And here are the things I know about Malcolm Delaney. He's a rookie. He went to Virginia Tech. And those are all the things I know about Malcolm Delaney. Oh, so I think it's going to be a problem. Uh, they're going to have issues. If, if Schroeder goes down, they are, their season might be just completely over. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs, but they're out in the first round. Dan, what yeah. are you thinking? Similar things. I feel like just Dwight's going to cause problems. I don't think he's going to get along. I don't think he's going to have a great situation with Budenholzer being in Atlanta. Uh, I have them getting into the playoffs at the, as the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. I don't love that I did that, um, but I did it. And yeah, it's mainly six. just because Budenholzer 
is as good of a coach as he is. Um, exactly. But I think it's an early ex- exit. I think it's first round and out. Uh, I don't have really high expectations for the Hawks this season. All right, we need to get moving on. We're, let's yes. go to the Charlotte Hornets. Dan, what is our Aaron Sorkin line for the Charlotte so, Hornets? So setting the stage a little bit, uh, they're moving Moneyball, another great Aaron Sorkin, you know, scripted film. Um, there's a situation, spoiler alert, in the movie uh, where Brad Pitt's character plays Billy Bean, has mm-hmm. a little daughter. He's about to put on an airplane, yep. and they have a, like, really cute back and forth. Uh, where you know the, the A's are not having a good season, things are really being bad. He's trying all this money ball kind of stuff. The daughter looks at him and says, uh, you know, basically like, hey, what's going on? And uh, you're, are you going to lose your job? And he says, are you, are you worried about me again? Because you're getting on an airplane and those things crash all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so right. that's how I feel about the Charlotte Hornets this year. Um, lots of guys got paid that mm-hmm. really had to play well last season to earn those contracts. And I feel like it's kind of getting on this really nice, bright, shiny airplane, and those things crash all the time. Right. So <laughs> I just have a bad feeling about where the Hornets are going to be at the end of the season. So that's why I chose this Aaron Sorkin line for those guys. Chuck P., who are you keeping your eye on for the Hornets this season? Kemba Walker really took a step forward last year as an offensive player. The great point guards and the, the really the great players in this league make the people around them better. And we've seen Kemba get better, and I want to see if he can get the players around him better. If he can get themselves into situations, being a floor general, uh, make sure you're distributing the ball the right way to uh, all sorts of different guys. I mean, you got Marvin Marvin Williams and Roy Hibbert up front, so we'll see if he can figure out how to get those guys acclimated to Charlotte. And um, I'm really just wanting to see him step into the leader role. Dan, who are you checking out? So I'm keeping my eye on the kid, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, back from injury this season. Um, let's see if any of those shot mechanics have gotten better. I don't know that they have, uh, but the shooting has been something that's been a real struggle for this it's team. It's really weird. He he turns his shoulders like 45 degrees. Yeah. It's, it's like almost he, it's like against everything that yeah. he has been coached his entire life. It's, it's honestly uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete overhaul of a shot, and I'm sure he's overhauled it a couple times, and it's just in mm. his head at this point. Right. Um, but it's you know, what we have is the kid, and keep my eye on him, another wing guy who can defend. This team is a really stingy, staunch defensive team, mm-hmm. and he just adds into that as another wing guy who can really defend. If he could add that three and the three part of the three and D, right. he'd be killer. He'd be um, but right now it's only the D. So we will uh, we'll see what happens with the kid Chuck P. Is yeah. he does he make your way into the lineup that you've put together as a fun lineup for the Hornets? Not this one. Um, I wanted to go shooting. You know me. I I, I like the shooters yeah. out there. So I put Kemba at my one. I got Bellinelli at my two. Big and, addition for them. And then I put Batum at my three because I I think he can knock it down. Plus Batum, I I think he's just like ready to be back to Batum again. Um, yeah. we saw flashes of it last year, but after, uh, you know, injuries and stuff like we, I just want Batum back. I, we love Batum. Um, Marvin Williams, I'm putting at my four and, uh, Roy Hibbert, I'm putting in my five, which, uh, I wrote that down and I kind of didn't believe it for a second that I was putting him down for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I mean, just like, it felt like just a couple of years ago, he was a big time all-star for the Pacers, a team that was a number one seed and man he's fallen quite a bit here yeah and that's part of the reason why you know i i talked about the line that i did with mm-hmm. aaron sorkin just because 
Roy Hibbert, <laughs> we're moving so far away from what he does right. effectively in the NBA. To have a guy like him on the roster is just and you and you're replacing Al Jefferson, which mm-hmm. is like one of the best back to the basket players in yeah. the league over the last 10 years. Right. So I left him off my lineup. I went with Kemba as my point guard. The new addition of Marco Bellinelli mm-hmm. had him as my shooting guard. The newly, um, I guess, paper money printed uh, Nicholas Batum with that yeah. big contract this offseason as my three. Another newly printed money guy, Marvin Williams, as my four. Mm-hmm. And then big Frank Kuminski as Frank my five. Tank. So I went all shooting, mm-hmm. um, spreading it, spacing it. Um, and uh, it's a lineup I don't know that we'll actually see in real life for the Hornets, but it's one that I think if I were coaching and just said, hey, let me get, let me get five minutes of up and down, casting up some shots, that's the lineup I would go with. Well, to give you my M. Night twist, I think that that might be part of their problem. I think their front court is really going to bring them down. I mean, Cody Zeller, um, Spencer Hawes are guy, guys that are going to play real minutes for this team. I think it's going to be an issue. Uh, I think they're going to be... Um, maybe like the 10 or 11 team in the East. I, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Sorry, I'm laughing because Paul also agrees yeah. with you and kind of just like Paul tipped just over in the back. Like, I don't like the pace. I don't like the Pacers. Like, I don't like this team. I don't like them either. So it's I'm okay. going to kind of tip and maybe take a little nap. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I, I think it's just too many guys got paid this offseason. And I think it's going to be the same hunger, hunger that they had the year before. And I think they're going to miss the playoffs, which I don't like saying, but. That's what I have. Sorry, Dave. What yeah. Are gonna do? Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Um, next up, we have the Miami Heat. Dan, what's our Aaron Sorkin line for oh, the Miami gosh. Heat? This is maybe the biggest of the Aaron Sorkin lines. One that I didn't even you didn't even know, know. You didn't until know until you told me. Yeah, we were talking about this, and I was like, "Well, we haven't used this line yet." And you're like, "And I was like, wait, wait he didn't wait, write that what? line, so I don't know what you're talking about." Right. Like, so damn. we're talking about. A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. And what is the most memorable line of the entire movie? Tom Cruise's character shouting at Jack Nicholson saying, hey, you got all these things. You did the code red, all this stuff. And he says, I want the truth. And Jack Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. I Boom. did not know this was an Aaron Sorkin line. So the Miami Heat, we're sorry, Look. but you no longer have the big three. Dwayne Wade's gone. Dwayne Wade is gone. Chris Bosh, not healthy. LeBron James, no LeBron longer in the building. You, you have Wild a Dang lot of out. young guys. Joe Johnson You're left. not the same team. We're going to tell you you can't, can't handle, handle it. The truth. You I'm can't so handle sorry. the truth. We're so sorry, We're sorry, Miami. Look, you got a lot of other things going on for you. The fact that you're in Miami. It's great down there. So you got that. But um, yeah. look, the team... We're skewing young. We're looking young. And that's one of my guys to look at and one of your guys to look at as well, Dan. Both young guys. I went with their two guard, Josh Richardson. He shot 46% last year on 115 attempts. Okay, small sample size-ish, especially in this NBA. But still, he shot 46%. I freaking love this guy. He's going to get a lot of run when um, he's healthy Um, because he's not. But I I really am excited to see Josh Richardson play. You know, everyone was looking at their other rookie from last year's to the jumps he can make. I'm looking at Josh. Dan, who are you checking out? I'm looking at the other rookie, like you had talked about. I'm looking at Justice Winslow. Mm -hmm. Um, He and Josh Richardson played in the summer league this summer, and you can kind of tell when the second-year guys are back playing in the summer league. There's like Sometimes there's like – 
I shouldn't be here. I'm too right. good to yeah, be here. And they play like they're here. too good to be there. Uh-huh. Like he and Richland like just looked head over heels better than everybody in the Orlando Summer League. Like just physically, mm-hmm. Winslow looked way bigger, way stronger, way more athletic than everybody on the floor. I think we're going to see a lot of that translate into the season for him. Uh, he's going to have more opportunities, more minutes. We'll see if the work that he's put in during the offseason uh, to develop that jump shot have you know kind of come to fruition because um, he's going to be asked to do a lot more of that stuff. But he's so big and physical that he's going to be able to bully his way to the rim, get to the foul line, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got a lot of opportunities to do that now. So I'm keeping my eye on him. He actually makes his way into the lineup that I would you know put together and I, if, I were, uh, if I were kind of running the show here. Now, that's the one thing they do have going for him. Is Eric, Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's great. very smart guy. He has Pat Riley kind of, you know, making sure that he is being mentored properly. So with the lineup, you know, you have Goran Dragic, who's going to be allowed to kind of do his thing now. Now he doesn't have to worry about Dwayne Wade with the ball in his hands. It's going to be his team, and he's going to be able to run the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have your guy, Josh Richardson, as the shooting guard, Justice Winslow we just talked about. I put Derek Williams in there. Had a, mm-hmm. li- had a nice, quietly nice season for the Knicks last yep. season. You know, kind of an under-the-radar new addition to this team, but I'm going to have him as my four. And then the big money guy, Hassan Whiteside, got his money this offseason. Yeah, he did. And he really got himself paid, and I think he is going to just be a monster in the paint. Chuck P., who are you taking a look at? I got just about every one of those guys. Uh, Dragic, Richardson, Winslow. I put McBob at my four. I just saw because him. I, it's, it's one of the Josh McRoberts is one of those guys where you just want to see him do well. Um, he's been he's been in and out of the lineup for the, I mean the last two years, and I just want to see him play well. I want to see if he can stretch the floor around Whiteside, um, kind of be that like you know four guys on the perimeter, one guy down low. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, unfortunately. I don't think that this is a playoff team. My my M night twist here. I think that there's a chance that uh, after a couple months, if this isn't going well, we're gonna hear that four letter word that starts with a T, and they might tank. I mean, this will be the year to do it. They have their pick. They don't have future picks because they went and got Dragic. Um, so I, I'm I'm thinking that this is gonna be it. Uh, this is gonna be the time if they're ever gonna tank, they're gonna do it this year. Dan, how about yourself, man? Oh, what happened? Yeah, so I'm gonna. I'm feeling like the same thing is gonna go on. Uh, I'm feeling like uh, Dion Waiter. Dion Waiters is gonna cause problems in the locker room. It's not gonna be good. Um, he's gonna feel like he's the guy when he's not, and uh, this team is gonna miss the playoffs. But they're gonna have their pick. Um, they're gonna add another guy to the mix in the off season. They'll still have money. That's still Miami. I feel like this is the kind of hey, let's kind of develop some of these younger guys year and then next season really jump back into, hey, we're going to make runs at NBA championships. So, uh, yeah, not a good season for this for this uh, this upcoming season for the Miami Heat, but good things to come. Got it at the buzzer. Right there, man. You nailed it. Um, moving on to another Florida team, the Orlando Magic. Dan, what are we thinking for the Orlando Magic? I know you really like this line. So I really like this line. Uh, so... Aaron Sorker also wrote Jobs, uh, the mm-hmm. Steve Jobs movie that came that was, I thought, very good. Did not get the same critical acclaim, but I thought it was fantastic. Um, Michael Fosbonder was fantastic as Steve Jobs. But you go back and kind of get to the, you know, how Apple became Apple, how Steve Jobs got to be where he was. Spoiler alert, there is a part in the movie where they're talking about creating the, the computer. And the, uh, yeah, because we don't know how that story ended. Thank you. <laughs> 
Right, we don't. Uh, we don't know how we're here talking to each other over top of laptops. Um, but they're talking about, you know, do they want ports? Do they want to do, you know, be able to add outside things to the computer? And Steve Jobs is like, no, they don't get options. This is what this is. And he actually says this line where he goes, they don't get a vote. When Dylan wrote Shelter Over the Storm, uh, or Shelter from the Storm, he didn't ask the people to contribute to the lyrics. Plays don't stop so the playwright can ask the audience what scene they'd like to see next. So I write this line and use this line from Jobs as a Frank Vogel in this added team just went out and added a bunch of bigs in an era where it's like, hey, we need shooting, we need to get smaller, and we need to be more nimble. Well, you know what? They went out and added a bunch of huge guys to defend the paint. And they are zigging when most people would zag. And right. they are going the opposite direction of where the NBA mm -hmm. is. So that's why I said, you know, they are set in the way of, I do things this way, I'm going to do them this way, and everybody else can just get on board or get out. So that is why I chose this line for the Orlando Magic. Chuck I love P. It. Who are you keeping your eye on this upcoming season? Well, to go with that, uh, you know, they did collect big guys this year. They they went out and they got um, Jeff Green. They went out and they got Serge Ibaka. And they went out and they paid Bismack Biombo. Here's the thing. Bismack Biombo is not good. Oh, I don't think I don't think people know this. Because, look, he had a great, what, 10-game stretch in the playoffs where he's putting double-doubles up against backup centers. He's a backup center. I don't – I think that Bismack Biombo might be the – like, okay, well, Bismack Biombo is the most overrated player in the NBA. Like, everyone's looking at huge names when they say that. But seriously, I think he's not good at all. And I don't understand why he got paid this much money. And it's disappointing that other people don't understand that. He had a great run against backups. And, you know, he'll do really well in second unit lineups. But that's it. That's all Bismack Biombo will be. So you're keeping your eye on him for those reasons? Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. him sit on the bench. And I'm going to tell <laughs> people to look out for this you know, big cap hit just lounging around during games because I wow. think that's what he's going to do. Especially since you went out and you get Serge Ibaka. You already have Aaron Gordon. You already have Nikola Vucevic. Why are you paying this guy? I don't <sighs> know, but, you can, but at least we can say, damn, use a Vucevic. That, so we've we got that do going that. for we us. We have that going we can, for us. We can, we can bring it back <laughs> a little bit. I'm glad you're so... Uh... So hyped up oh, on the man. magic here. This I just great. all summer they're like, oh, you know, they went out and they got. It. I was like, no, stop it! They didn't use their head when they were doing this. They got a bunch no, of big didn't. guys when big guys are not what people are going to get. Sure, you got a good deal on them. That's because everyone has a car. What? No one's going to pay twenty more dollars for a new car. I don't. That was a really dumb metaphor. Yeah. I don't understand what I was saying, but still, I'm I'm not happy about it. Dan, who are, who are you going to watch? <laughs> So I'm going to watch uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, a guy mm. you just brought up a little bit. You know, let's see if we can see some of this, you know, dunk competition, you know, hype from him. You know, it kind of it played itself out after the season last year after he went through the whole thing. I want to see if he can make the jump uh, to really be able to play the small forward position. It's it's going to be forced there a lot more now that they went out and added all of these bigs. Where I feel like they were kind of trending in the way of he's going to play more four in small ball lineups, where now he's going to be playing more three because they have so many bigs. Um, but he but shouldn't be playing three. Like, they have too many forwards. Oh, right. Sorry. He shouldn't be. 
but they drafted him because they had a really good shooting workout when he went down to work out for him. So they thought, hey, this guy can actually shoot it. So I, I, I'm just going to keep my eye on him. I want to see if he can have the same, you know, second half of the NBA season that he had last year into this upcoming season. He actually uh, cracks my, if I were just coming up with a fun lineup to put together, mm-hmm. who, I, who I would put in that lineup. I'm with DJ Augustine as my point guard instead of okay. Alfred Payton, only because he can shoot it a little better. One of my favorite players in the upcoming NBA season to keep an eye on is Mario Hazonia. Yep. I have him as my shooting guard. Really excited to actually let him play. Mm-hmm. Where Scott Siles says, hey, we don't have these guys play. Uh, I have Aaron Gordon as my three, Serge Ibaka as my four, and then Bismack Biombo makes my lineup as my five. Chuck P, we got to go quick. Yep. Who is your lineup? I put Peyton at my one. I think this is make or break year for Peyton. Uh, we, do we think he's good? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, Evan Fournier at my two. He was a little inconsistent. We'll, let's see if we can keep it together. Uh, I put Aaron Gordon at my three, Ibaka at the four, and Vucevic at the five, purely to uh, be like, hey, look who's not there. Uh, Bismack Biambo. Boom. Um, I think that this is a team, my M night twist here. This is a team that could be top 10 defensively, but they're going to be bottom seven offensively. They don't have anyone to score the ball. They, they're, they're going to win less than 30 games. If you're a gambler out there and you see they're over under at 36 and a half, go hard under because there's no way that this is going to work out. And Dan, for some reason, disagrees with me because you know what they said shooting. That's where the NBA is going. We don't need shooting. Let's just go to a bunch of guys who can defend the basket. Um, we don't so need no I, I am putting this team as my eight seed. A lot of that has to do with Frank Vogel. I think he's a really quality coach, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're going to have enough scoring. They're going to try to slow these games down. They're going to kind of make teams play their pace when they're so used to playing this up and down style. It's what he did when he was in Indiana. It's what he did. Um, while he had not necessarily the best talent, but enough talent. I feel like he has enough talent here to do the same thing, slow game down, make teams play at their pace, kind of zig when teams are zagging, and I put this team as my eight seed, and I'm going to put them as an over that uh, 36 Horrible win decision. line. So Horrible you and decision. I differ on this, but you know what? That's okay. That's why we're doing this. That's why we do it. Washington Wizards are our last team here in the Southeast Division. Dan, what are we looking at as far as Aaron Sorkin? Another great Aaron Sorkin movie, uh, The Social Network, wrote the screenplay. Fantastic part of the movie when you have uh, the Winklevi twins across Winklevi from twins. Uh, you have Mark Zuckerberg played mm-hmm. by Jesse Eisenberg, and there's the whole litigation and everything going on with that. And the lawyer for the Winklevoss twins asks Jesse Eisenberg a question. He's kind of looking out the window. It's raining. He's not paying attention. Um, and he says, uh, Mr. Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your attention? He says, you have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. And that's how I feel about this Washington Wizards team. You have my attention because you have John Wall. You have Brad Beal. You Mm -hmm. have some young guys there. But you have the minimum amount because nobody can stay healthy. And I just want this team to stay healthy going into the season. We'll see if they can do anything. But Brad Beal played 35 games last year. 35, man. Like, that's not a lot. And he just got a huge contract this summer. It's going to be – I think that's going to be – little butting of the head with John Wall and Brad Beal. Like, you're making so much money, Brad Beal, and you don't play. John Wall plays his butt off night in, night out. I hope it doesn't cause a riff in that team, but I think it might. You have my attention, but you have the minimum amount. Chuck P, who are you keeping your eye on? Markeith Morris was a guy who really took a big step with the Phoenix Suns, uh, but then they traded away his his, uh, twin brother, Marcus, to the Pistons, uh, and he threw a tantrum. Um, and he, he, I mean, he got sat, uh, you know, it was, it was this whole big thing with Markeith. He, he just didn't, 
you knew he had was talented, but he just didn't have the right attitude. Uh, I want to see if kind of the summer in Washington, you know, this is my new spot. This is where I'm going to be. I want to see if he gets acclimated and he gets his head in the right spot because he's got a lot of talent and I really want to see him do well. Um, maybe try, I don't know, uh, texting his brother. He must be lonely. Maybe he'll find somebody else that also looks like him and hang out with that guy. We'll see Hopefully. what happens. Uh, Dan, who are you keeping an eye on? I'm keeping my eye on Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, he was a you know, top five high school player coming out of high school. He went to Kansas, had a decent year, uh, was drafted in the middle of the first round, and the Wizards are in desperate need of a small forward. Otto Porter has not been that guy. Now, that draft class, there was really nobody. I mean, unless they would have taken Giannis there, there was really nobody that was going to be a difference maker for that team. Mm -hmm. uh, Otto Porter definitely is not that guy. So I think, you know, again, we don't want to put too much onus on the Summer League, but Kelly Oubre, Played like a guy who was ready to make a step. Who in are you the summer putting around league. him uh, on the court? Uh, so I've got um, John Wall as my point guard. I have Brad Beal as my shooting guard. I put Kelly Oubre in that position as my small forward. Mm -hmm. I have Marcus Morris, as you just talked about. Sorry, sorry, the other Morris. I apologize. Markeith. Markeith, okay. who I always mess up. It's and right. then I have Jan Mahimni, just so I can say Mahimni on, on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I put John Wall at my one, Brad Beal at my two, uh, Otto Porter at my three. You know, he had a, a decent playoffs uh, last year and you know, not, I mean, not this past season, but the one before that. Um, Morris at my four and Gortat at my five. And here's the real reason why. Uh, every other player that is on this roster is n not a six or a seven or maybe even an eight in a regular rotation. Uh, this is my M night twist here. This team is going to be last in the league in bench scoring because the guys, the next guy up for when Brad Beal gets hurt, not if, but when Brad Beal gets hurt is Marcus Thornton. Great. Uh, you're not, I mean, another guy you have coming in is Andrew Nicholson. I mean, are you really going to put that much on Eon Mahimi for y your bench scoring? Like I, I, I don't believe in this bench at all. Uh, I think they're going to be, I, out of the top 10 in the East and they're going to be last in bench scoring. It's going to be yeah. awful. I think you're exactly right. Uh, there's not a lot of depth here. I think this is a season where you try to get a guy like Kelly Oubre up and just playing mm -hmm. lots of minutes at the NBA level. Uh, I hate to say this cause I like the guy so much, but Brad Beal cannot stay healthy. Can't and outside it. of that, there are not just, there are just not enough guys to put the ball in the basket. Right. Um, Wizards missed the playoff again. And I think they start to really look at, man, do we have the right group of guys here to really start contending in the East? All right. Well, that's been our Southeast Division preview. We nailed it. Make sure you check out our brand spanking new YouTube channel and our Facebook page. If you've missed any of our uh, previous true uh, uh division previews there we go i was really rolling there for a second uh if you've missed any of them they're on our facebook page they're on our youtube channel they're also going to be on thegamehouse.com that's h-a-u-s gamehouse.com check them out they've also got some other divisional previews going on from their writers and so they've got some other stuff happening check that out they're also talking about who should really be the mvp this year and it might actually be more hotly contested than we think Make sure you check out thegamehouse.com. Check out our SoundCloud, Google Play, the iTunes, and Stitcher. Please rate and review and, and share all of that stuff. We really appreciate it. You can hit the subscribe button here on YouTube as well. 
I think that's all of them. I, that's all the hits we got. Oh, Tim Pichatelli made our music. He did? Yes, SoundCloud. but wait, but wait. And, you missed out um, the most important hit that we always have. Make sure you go. To talk about Harold Miner because you never let me do it, but we're going to do it today. Uh, the preview with what no, Harold Miner is all about. But all right, look, I, I realize he played for the Heat. But we even got to talk. We talked about the heat today. We yeah, really and you didn't bring him up. And like we had the whole thing. We went really long because you wanted to talk about Aaron Sorkin a lot, and you I couldn't did. handle I the did. truth and all that. I'm sorry, we we can't do it today. Can we do it? Okay, I'm not even gonna say the next divisional preview, but can we do it the first week of the season? Uh, we'll. I'll look into it. Look, look into it. it. I'll, right. I'll take a look into it. All right. Well, uh, I guess until then, make sure you travel safe. Be good at one another. Ball out. <laughs>